okay, your concept has never been successful. Like, Not sure, once. sure, maybe like twelve kids in a youth group somewhere, you know, <laughs> stayed pure until they got to A and M or or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, but like, <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be honest. So much marketing capital was put into True Love Weights. And oh, yeah. every single year, the same kids would come back. And it's, like, it's like, I didn't do it well. Duh. I got to do it again. Not to mention that when we went to church camp uh, during the summers, that, uh, you know, if you went behind the wrong building, they were doing it there. Hey, welcome back to Pints and Perspectives, a podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church, where we believe there is a plethora of theological perspectives and plenty of beer to go around. Well, you know what, Cullen? I didn't come up with a good intro for this one either. Bring back Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> Clayton. <laughs> that was good. That was good. It's a callback. Good callback. <laughs> Here's my intro. Kevin, how you doing today? What's going on, Kevin? You in your office right now? Uh, no, he... If that home office, yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, what else is going on? It is uh, back to Pints and Perspectives once again. We're happy to see you. Hope you're happy to see us. By the time this comes out, I do believe Adam will have had a birthday. Adam is 36 now. Hey, I need to, I need to button that goes. Why? You just made your sound. That's true. I know. Yeah, there you go. I should have recorded it and uploaded it. Um, There's a finite amount of those buttons. Once we start changing them. That's true. The, you, if you can create the sound with your mouth, I don't want to waste the button on it. Whoa. Hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm having a little bit of a, like an existential crisis. I'm like, I am currently 35 years old, but when this digital version of myself is in the ether i will be 36 years old i'm like in between time right now wait i have a thing oh that's so true that's a great use of that one i hate that button but that's a great i love that button anyways um oh no this is the other one i hate i think this is a stupid button it's just whatever, bro. I love all the buttons uh so anyways yeah i'm older and i'm wiser I guess older and wiser and, and I guess yeah let me look this up real quick because I do think in between the last episode and this episode <laughs> technically you had a birthday my well I, I, that's just that's just crazy to me that you know yep but I uh, do believe so because we got this episode coming out then yep oh yep because the last episode came out on the 27th and this one comes out on May 4th I'm May too- the 4th May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. you. We should really prepare ahead of time for these episodes. Well, we just did. (laughs) Happy May 4th, everyone. I've never seen Star Wars, so I think it's probably somewhat slanderous and uh, sacrilegious for me to say that. But, you know, may the The, 4th be with you. No, may the 4th be with you as well. Um, You you know, you're still, the Metachlorians still um, are fueling your life like all the rest of us. Whether you uh, acknowledge their existence or not, uh, no matter how in touch with the force you may be or not uh you're still your life is still um you know part of the great circle of 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 life so um well there you go it's just, i don't know i'm just making this up as i go oh lord uh, may the fourth be with you i'm older and i'm wiser and what are you drinking there cullen uh yeah this is interesting. so i went and bought beer today before wow 
this guy brings beer one or he two times, a and he thing. thinks he uh, <laughs> is king of bringing beer now. King. Um, and I saw this, and you know, I just had to try it. So this is a. It just. I guess the title of the beer is Pilsner. What? <laughs> I'm very confused. No. no. <laughs> yes. Somebody's copyright is being infringed. I don't know. Authentic craft beer. Pilsner. Traditional American Pilsner with Saz hops. No, bro. The title is... No, sir. Grit and glory. No, sir. <gasps> no, sir. Have yourself a look, man. Have yourself some education before you go spouting that... <laughs> No, this is, I, I don't actually know what the name of the brewery is. What? I think, <laughs> I think Four Sixes. Grit and Glory. I think that's the name of the brewery is Four Sixes colon Grit and Glory. Okay, what in the world? You know you know how we can definitively Or maybe Grit and Glory is their motto, but it's on every single one right. of their labels, every single one of their cans, and their names of their beers are... Hazy Session IPA, Pilsner, and Amber Lager. Um, we, we've got to get to the bottom of this. Four sixes. Grit and glory. Wait, when you do four sixes on well, uh, Instagram? It's going to pull up a cattle ranch. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same cattle ranch. No. The four sixes grit and glory brand celebrates the ranching traditions and values of the famous four sixes ranch. Our muse is the American cowboy who live a life built around the tradition of family, relentless hard work and integrity. Our craft beer strives to be the best authentic Texas beer around. We settle for nothing less because that is our way. Our heritage runs deep. They are the brewer. No, it's just modeled off after the ranch and the values of the ranch. I brewed don't think it has any connection. Brewed, here it is, found it. Brewed and canned by Grit and Glory Brewing Company. There you go. Lawrenceville, Georgia. I get my beer from out in Georgia. What? <laughs> That's a Justin Bieber song. I love Justin but, Bieber. I've, I've been a Bieber fan since day one. But Georgia is known one. for the peach. And so it makes sense that he would get his peaches in Georgia and his weed from California. This is true. This is true. Okay, so Grit and Glory is also a lifestyle boutique and brand out of New York. Then yeah, there's Four Sixes Grit and Glory Brewery. And so, Four Sixes is like out in Podunk Guth Guthrie, Texas. It is, this is such a confusing situation because their Instagram is the Four Sixes Grit and Glory brand. Yeah. So that's the same. It's like it's, it's like it's a play off of it, but like they're their but own certainly, entity. But certainly, it's got to be the same people. I'm sure they're certainly licensing. They're, yeah, right. I'm sure they're licensing it's the, same the light. logo. Yeah, I'm sure they're licensing the right, and they're sourcing it through grit and glory. I'm afraid this beer is going to be trash. Well, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. You know, uh, I've never watched Yellowstone. To be fair, I. I don't know if that's a good show. I hear it is. Um, but, you know, I grew up a cowboy. But I do cowboy things. So yeah, I is, had to try. This is brewed for cowboys. Yeah. That, so, so uh, And they also have okay. a hazy session, which I'd be interested to uh, give that a uh, try. But their Pilsner, it just says it's a traditional Pilsner. It's 5.0 ABV. Um. Well, good luck with yeah. 
Whatever it is. Um, it's okay. a Pilsner. Yeah. Um, With sauce hops. This is another back pew brewing. Uh, hey, shout out Porter, Texas. Porter, Texas. I think I tried a back pew uh, two episodes ago. Maybe three. Uh, two. Two ago. Yeah. Uh, and this is the Tanuki. Tanuki is brewed on the hot side. Uh, with equal parts Maris Otter and Pilsner malt to keep the beer from being too overbearing malty on the palate, but to leave a solid foundation for the hops. All of those IBUs are accumulated during a cold whirlpool of Sultana, Azaka, and Comet hops for a super fruity experience. We ferment it with a... Hornindolf Kivik yeast, whatever. Uh, oh, for a punchy oh. pineapple type of flavor. That's a German. That's a German yeast. Well, and then see, they're screwing around with yeast as an ingredient in IPA. To, see, to, that's dope for a punchy pineapple type of flavor. That's and, dope. And then add a healthy dry hop. Oh, now that's interesting. Uh, near saturation for the extra aroma at the end. Um, oh, I bet that beer is fire. Also, the can art is Tanuki incredible i i I, when we were picking beers i saw the can art and i was like i want that one so i think it's some sort of uh raccoon samurai chopping through hops with his samurai sword that's um the ninja turtle um nah bro he was a rat oh that's right splinter splinter he's a rat yeah that's right yeah Yeah, that's a raccoon oh yeah okay uh uh, sorry indian pale ale 6.4 percent abv 35 ab or ibu uh 12 ounces in a can uh yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. All right, cheers. Cheers. Bro. I get my beer from Mountain Georgia. Oh my gosh, this is a pineapple fruit explosion of a nose. Opening the can. Should put it in a glass. Nose to can. Oh, I'm about to. But I'm like, just the uh, the 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 fullness of a pineapple aroma just like rushes out of the can. I already know I'm gonna like this. I love pineapples. <clears throat> Yo, it's good. Grit and glory. Oh no, this is a great beer. Uh uh-uh. uh, this is a great pilsner beer. We don't even know where what where it's from. Uh, we get our beer from out in Georgia. <laughs> this is a great beer. I mean, it's a great Pilsner. Um, it's got, you know. Holy crap. Okay, I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. You know how I on Pilsners because lots of times they don't carry enough Pilsner malt and they sub with American no, Two-Row. And there's no and flavor. There's no body. There's yep. no flavor. Uh, this is not the case. Okay. There's a lot of Pilsner malt. There's a lot of carbonation. Good German Pilsner. Very, yeah, very refreshing. Um, and it's not light necessarily. Yeah, it's, it's bodied. It's bodied. Yeah. Shout. 7-4. Whoa. Go, go off. Great Go off. You have a little bit of a branding issue, uh, but uh, well, you I'm do not sure, have a beer issue. I'm sure it's the licensing. Yeah. If you need help, I am a paralegal. There you go. Cullen's always looking to do some work. This Tanuki is incredible. Um, I really like fruity IPAs that don't have an overbearing IBU, uh, an overbearing bitter. Um, 
Because I, <coughs> I like sometimes the hops is so bitter that that's the only flavor of the beer. Yes, and I get it. Cool, you guys do your thing. I have an appreciation for the art, but this thing is like drinking a pineapple cocktail with a little bit of hops, with a little bit of bite. Oh, it is exactly as build. It tastes incredible. Uh, it, it it isn't hot. They they say that it's brewed on the hot side. Uh, I mean six point four ABV. Um, let's see. <coughs> Um, it's balanced. It's 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 malty. It's fruity. It's hoppy. It's it, look at his resume. It, it clears it, it clears the palate like nothing lingers. You know, to like an annoying amount of time. Like everything just kind of. And the can art is so freaking cool. Back pew, you've it, done it. It is a fire can art. This is a, an incredible IPA. I would. I bet there are uh, hop heads that would not like this beer, though. I'm a hop head. Let me see. Um, it is all about the fruit on that beer, uh, which is what they say. Ooh. It is. So, yeah. Would it, here, let me taste yours. This Four Seasons. What is it? Four Sixes. <laughs> That's a great Pilsner with a lot of body. That's a fantastic beer. It's an IPA, like for an IPA. That is a fantastic beer. All that fruit is popping. I mean, it's nothing but a fruit explosion. I get like passion fruit and like lots of tropical fruit. Yeah. I mean, that is going, what's the ABV on that? 6.4. Ooh, a little more than crushable, but golly, it drinks like it's crushable. I mean, every, yeah, every I sip mean, yeah. I want more. And I, I'm i not. Yeah. That, yeah Yo, that. I, get, I give that beer, like that beer is that, yeah. Shout out four six like grit glory whoever you are <laughs> this beer is great uh, that beer that's pushing eight yeah, I mean that's I, like seven nine I was giving it an eight I'm gonna give it an yeah. eight I'm gonna give it an eight it, that's it, a money beer back pew go off that that is really really well done really well done and I think doing the dry hop at the end uh, you know they do a healthy dry hop at the end near saturation I, I mean it, it gives it just the bite that it needs yeah so mm. well done. Um, four sixes also has a ranch blue water. Agave. Blue agave, natural lime juice, ranch water. Interesting. Spicy habanero and juicy mango ranch water. All this stuff is made in Georgia? I guess. No, that says Texas. Well, but I think. But the ranch is in Texas? I don't know. Well, four sixes ranch is in Texas. And the ranch water concept. Was oh, yeah, started right. in Texas. Look, prickly so, pear uh, ranch water, bold flavor margarita. Oh, it is a canned margarita. Blackberry pomegranate. Where did you buy this beer? Kroger. Buy your house. Wow. The one on 43rd. Okay. Oh, H-E-B, there you go. Kroger, Albertsons, Market Street, Randall, Sprouts, Target. Tom Thumb. You ever been to a Tom Thumb? Yeah, I, I have. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was like, has Adam ever been to a Tom Thumb? I have been to a Tom Thumb. Total Wine, Walmart, and Winco Foods. You ever been to a Winco Foods? Never been to a Winco. Yeah, that's like a, that's a, that's an out there Texas thing. I don't know what a Winco is. That's that yeah. country Texas thing. Where's the Brookshire Brothers? That's what I'm saying. Well, they're not in that part of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Winco is the Brookshire Brothers. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, it's just down the street or, you know, a couple states over from the Winn-Dixie. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Thanks for getting my bearings. Um, oh, you're welcome. Man. This, okay. For. Good beer. Day. Good beer episode. Good, good beer, beer episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? I guess more sex. Well, we are, but we had, I mean, we bounced around a lot of episode ideas, but we hadn't really talked about which one we're going to do. Let's talk about purity culture. Why, why the hey, hey not? All right, go off. Let's go. Start us. Since you didn't start us on the intro. Uh, oh, somebody's got to take the buttons away from Cullen. Um, well, you know, I was certainly, I am just now in the past year i think really picking apart the effects of purity culture on my life and because so much of my adolescence um my just my childhood and my church experience uh was so permeated with purity culture I i i got it at home at church at school i mean it was you know i lived in texas in the 90s so like um it was a big deal and then you know youth group was like a huge 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 part of my life um and we did true love weights every year um you know i had a purity ring a couple of them i guess um and because you had to redo it when you no just because i i went every year (laughs) i don't know uh no, I, I it 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 just it really formed my concept of sexuality, and it was really the only input of sexuality that I had in my life. Like I wasn't getting a lot of diverse opinion or thought, and so um, I was indoctrinated uh, just by definition. And um, and I got married early, had kids early. How old uh, were you when you got married? Twenty three. Um. Just celebrated twelve years of marriage. At a boy. At a boy. Hey. Um, I prefer this sound. Oh my god! Who brought this clown? <laughs> you oh, did. I did. Bring back Clayton. Um, that beer is incredible. I could drink a six pack of that. I might regret it. I was fixing to say. I think I'm going to go buy a six pack of that. That is incredible beer. Um, okay. I might go buy a six pack of this. Wow. I need to work in the garden. That's a 12 pack. Um, Hey. Math. Adam said, I know my boy. He's going to want more than six of those. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Uh, (laughs) Hey, it's lighter ABV. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Crushable. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. What else do we want to say? I mean, I'm just only now figuring out. Like, it really caused me to be detached from my body. That's what I've learned. Well, so, well, it naturally creates this dichotomy. Well, okay. Before I give my, you know, feedback on purity culture, because I've clearly had a lot more time to dialogue and think about it. Day one, I showed up at Truett Seminary, which is where I did my second master's, and mm-hmm. he did his uh, first and the much longer master's. Yeah. Day one, I show up. I'm in a class, and we're in, like, pastoral care and, like, the professor's like, what do you want to like, what do you want to get out of this? And a conversation just erupts. And, <clears throat> you know, Truett Seminary is a place very affirming of women. And we're in a pastoral care class, almost dominated by women. Yeah. And I'm in here. And conversation number one, like maybe 10% of the class is about how purity culture damaged all these women that want yeah. to be in ministry in this class. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. maybe before I give my feedback on 
purity culture and the way that I've heard the voices of women speak about this and read books like, you know, making a biblical womanhood. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, some of these other great <laughs> ones. Um, and you, when you went to these, um, you were marrying Jesus with the ring, right? Oh yeah, for like sure. That's the whole thing, right? Okay. And Oh yeah, I was in a <coughs> I w- You were in a deep intimate relationship with Jesus. Well, at least that's what I was but like, told I needed to but like, be in figuratively cuz no homosexuality. Obviously. Right, no. Yeah, okay, right. Okay. I don't know though. When I got deep off into the charismatic world, there was some like homoerotic like vibes where like people would talk about like Jesus as a lover and a and and being a laid down lover of Jesus and him being our bridegroom and and your your gender not really mattering uh and and like make like prayer was about making love to Jesus and like in these and if and if arousal occurred like it just dude like some of them charismatic groups go off uh, look I'm just telling y'all if you ever invite me to a charismatic rally I'll happily go I have my fair share my uncle is in the AG world that's true uh I've been to my fair share. I've, I've received my words of knowledge. I've given words of knowledge. If you tell me to sleep with a Middle Eastern Mediterranean man. In my mind. <laughs> I'm not going there with you. That's not what I signed up for, yo. Uh, I think I'm running away. Into, you know, I like I literally had a, there was a time with my therapist where we spent like weeks on defining intimacy because my concept of intimacy was so wrapped up in uh, like a figurative spiritual idea, a figurative spiritual idea that was m- m- like coupled with a high intensity, high control religious mm-hmm. practice. And yeah. like when I it came to trying to figure out what intimacy meant in my marriage, I didn't yeah. know how to define the term because it had been used so ubiquitously in my spiritual abuse. Yeah. And um and like the concept of like sex, also like the majority of my time spent in evangelical life, I was also doing anti-sex trafficking nonprofit work. And so the concept of sexuality was constant uh, yeah. in my life from, and, and it was always in the context of like abuse and horror and, um, and, uh, and, and perversion and inappropriateness yeah. and, um, all these things. And, and so I, um, didn't know what intimacy with my wife apart from all of those, like really, um, uh, well-crafted indoctrinating concepts were kind of peeled back. Um, and remarkably, as I have deconstructed from purity culture, um, my sex life is better. My intimacy with my spouse is better. My ability to discuss sexuality with my children is far more authentic and honest and uh, better. Better. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. And so, um, right. Uh, and yeah, I have tons more to say, but what, what, what yeah. Did I answer well, your question? I don't yeah, even know no, if I answered the question. No, but. it's great. Look. You you mentioned that purity culture created this disconnect with your body. Oh, that's yeah, that was the biggest thing. I literally I think it absolutely like it in some ways it's designed to do that. Oh, hundred percent it's designed because to do that. The the fear here is well, maybe the fear is a lot of things. I don't maybe I shouldn't say exactly what the fear is. Maybe maybe there's a lot of things that there is a for. fear. 
there's a fear where a dad doesn't want to have a daughter that gets knocked up exactly and have to deal with her exactly. if i'm being honest exactly. that's real to say but there's so many but i yeah. think that's a lot of the driving factor of this sure um definitely but what i'll also say is i think the way that it was constructed theologically it creates quite a bit of conundrum because you 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 tell this young girl or this young person that that they're getting married to Jesus in right. this very formal ceremony that some people spend lots of money doing because they want it to be this big deal and they want it to mean something. Um, and so you do this big formal ceremony and you marry this person to Jesus. And but just to be quite frankly, to speak quite frankly. Jesus does not satisfy the sexual desires of that individual. Oof, but see. Wait. That's not what I was told. Oh, because you were told that those sexual desires were of the flesh. Yeah, right. And they were bad. Right. Which now told you that right. anything my body tells me right. is not good and I shouldn't listen to it. Yeah, that's a great point. Look, it. It creates this system where you're told that you can't trust your body and the things that your body's telling you. <clears throat> and, you know, for me, I had a little bit different story with it. I mean, you, you know, my dad was my youth pastor, and we only did purity culture for girls, right? It wasn't really a dude thing because mm. uh, boys will be boys. Um, uh. I don't think anybody would say that. I definitely got in trouble for having sex and trying to have sex. Um Mischie- it, it, mischievous baby Cullen. Oh, you don't know different that podcast. Half of it. <laughs> yeah. different That's podcast. on the other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true. No, yeah. So for me, it it was coupled with well, your body really doesn't anything. Your body's telling you doesn't matter because uh, we're cowboys. Pain don't mm. hurt. Oh, interesting. And so as your body's communicating pain to you and your body's communicating sex to you, two things that you're told shouldn't matter and you need to train yourself not to feel, Huh? you create disconnect with your body. These are the things I work on in therapy yeah. all the time is trying to re- reconnect these yeah. things yeah. as both connected and disconnected but equally intimate to my person. Yeah. Purity culture takes all that away from you. And I, I did the same thing. I, I was worse. I got married at 21 to my high school sweetheart who seven years into our marriage, two kids cheated on me. Yep. Um, I blame purity culture. Yeah. Like 1000%. I blame purity culture. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing it does is it, Purity culture creates unrealistic expectations for people. Jeez. Because yeah, absolutely. you put all this time in and all this time waiting to have sex, but you don't know how, and you've had all this buildup, and you just convinced yourself that your wedding night is going to be a whirlwind unlike you have ever known. Right. But because you're both virgins, none of you know how to... Nothing knows. Nothing's good. (laughs) Nothing's good, yeah. It is a catastrophic system. Yeah. For a person, for a human, the self-worth that is deteriorated and demolished in women because of this culture is appalling right it's also um yes to all of that and um it's also this like on off switch scenario where you're told constantly don't think about sex turn it off 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 but wait 
today, this special day, when you leave the reception, now you can turn it on. That's impossible. Yeah, that's impossible. It, it, it's it, it's um, it's not a switch that can be flipped on and off. In fact, um, it it takes a ton of uh, cultivation and um, exploration and ingenuity. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, the problem with pure, one of the many problems with purity culture is this constant, uh, barrage of resist, 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 but you've now crossed a threshold to where you shouldn't resist anymore. Even though you've trained your entire life to resist, you've, you've cut out certain media, you've cut out certain friendships, you've cut out certain, like, um, just the concept that like your eyes won't wander or like Jesus, it, like adultery, when your eyes wander, like you, like you're committing adultery or like Jesus, Jesus sees that as sin or something like that. Let's just be all, let's all just be honest for one second here. Let's all just put our cards on the table and say, when a good looking person walks past us, we look, can we just be honest? Can we just say that no matter how much we love Jesus or don't love Jesus, that when, uh, when that thing walks back, by our eyeballs go dang that thing and that then, thing and and you might move on about your day and continue shopping for the potatoes and not think anything of it or maybe you take it to a place to where you're like really lusting over this person that's not the point the point is can we just be all honest and say that like sexuality is real and that, like, would, that it happens but I was convinced by the by the arbiters of the purity in my life that that moment while I'm shopping for potatoes, if my eyes wander, then like my soul is on fire and headed to hell. Oh yeah, and I have to mitigate. Well, because you that. just committed adultery, right? And so, as a newly married person, that's like heinous. Like I, when I first got married, I could have never imagined. Like I I might keel over. <laughs> like my ex wife would point out. Oh, that woman was so beautiful. I'd be like, what woman? Right. Not not because I genuinely was like trying to cover my but because I had genuinely trained myself. Me too. Do not look at other Me women. Me too. Me too. It's like gouge out your eyes. And yes. I was like, okay. Yes. I took Jesus at his okay. words. Okay. I was like, it is my responsibility <laughs> to protect my right. mind and the things that right. I look at and see as Same. I look upon the world. And so I just trained myself not to look upon women. Same. And at some point, we need to, maybe we'll do this in the Jesus episode, but I did some work looking up like some Greek words about lust and oh, some nice. of those things. And we'll talk about those in another episode. <coughs> but I think the thing that's so interesting to me is We can sit here and say all day long, don't think about sex. Don't think about sex. Right. Sex is bad. That's sex is bad. Sex is bad. But you know what? In the same way I tell my haters, whether you're thinking about me because you love what I do or thinking about me because you hate what I do, I'm still always on your mind. <laughs> in the same way. It's so true. That's what a great analogy. Go ahead. In the same way, if you constantly tell people, don't have sex, don't have sex, sex is bad, sex is bad, don't lust, don't look at that woman, don't do this, don't admire beauty, you're just putting their mind on it. Like the hearers of that are hearing sex, 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 right. sex. 
and you're depriving them of it. And well, no. so they're thinking but, sex, 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 sex. But look, this is the torture of it. This is the cognitive, this is the intentional cognitive dissidence that's created within so many evangelical concepts. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. That causes me to think about it. But then I'm being told, don't think about it. And then I'm being told that if you do think about it, well, then you're in sin or like the devil has control over you or you're fueled by demons or, or you're just not strong enough or not prayed enough or not fasting enough or, you know, whatever the reason shame. is. Shame. If you, Blame if you do shame. not meet the threshold, it is shame, shame that pushes you down. Shame is the motivator. But don't think about which it. Which is so wrong. But don't think about it. But oh, don't right. think about it. Yeah. But don't think about it. But yeah. don't think. Wait, you thought about it? Yeah. You don't think about it. Yeah. Don't think. You thought about it. Don't think about it. I can't believe you thought about it. It's. It, Who's on first? It's insanity. It's insanity. And here, you know why it's insanity? Because it's not a choice. It's biology. Yeah. There's a system in my body created by God for all you deists out there, or th those of you who believe in God. Um, there's a system created by God in my body that goes do, 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 find mate, procreate. I can't help that. Yeah. My body needs to, I was going to use a word that was a little bit too graphic. Um, experience pleasure. <laughs> I'm designed to do that. And a resistance against that is a resistance against my very nature, which when you resist your very nature and what you're designed to do, what your biology is supposed to do, that is where cognitive dissonance comes in. That's where anxiety and depression comes in. And that's where you start to disassociate from your body and you start to have very serious negative consequences. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know. This is why priests have a history of raping children. Well, it's this so true. Why. It's so true. It's so true. And I, you know, I, I'll give my parents a lot of credit because, you know, I was not one of the Christians household where sex was not talked about. Yeah, no. They, uh, shout out Kev. My dad told Kev. me when we had our birds and the bees conversation, he said, if you don't remember anything from this conversation, <laughs> I want you to remember one thing. I've heard this. Make sure she get hers. Which is great advice. It's great <laughs> advice to a young man. It's, it's great advice to a young man. Um, and all the ladies went... Yeah, um, but you know what? It it's impossible to ask someone to suppress those in the way that purity culture did because we've not talked about this, and maybe this is how we should spend the last seven minutes of our episode. But purity culture also told you you couldn't masturbate because that's lust. Hundred percent. Even and I remember one time. Somebody gave me the consolation that if I could lust without imagining a woman, then, then it's more, okay. And more specifically, I pressed them. I was like, what if it's just not a face? And they were like, oh, it's not an individual person? I was like, yeah. They were like, that's probably fine. I was like, that's so, looking back on it now, I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard because that's the epitome of objectification. I'm literally imagining a woman for her holes and the structure, <laughs> the curvature of her body. That's stupid. That's the worst advice you can give like, a repressed 16 year old. They were like, yeah, God approves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Do you know God? Like, what is this? Dude, sexual repression, like, there's so much psychology. Like, sexual repression is almost always going to lead to adverse outcomes yeah. almost always and yeah. sometimes those adverse out outcomes are rape yeah. some of those adverse out outcomes are um suicide uh, trigger warning um some some of those adverse um outcomes Adultery. are uh, exactly 
adultery or like infidelity issues or um or just like dishonesty or alcoholism or abuse of all kinds uh, all sorts of things like when you repress what you are created to do and i'm not saying that everybody like i'm not saying that uh let's everybody should just be having orgies all the time everywhere that's right. no, 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 there, no. There, nobody's there, saying that there are there are boundaries there are boundaries oh, one thousand, and we're going to talk about it right right moving right. forward they're absolutely boundaries and we're going to talk about them. but when you create a system to indoctrinate children from a young age prepubescent age through their puberty through like the most trial like the most triggering and and and, and arduous time of a, of a of a young person's life and you tell them that something core to who they are that they cannot control that they're not choosing like the chemicals in their bodies are not giving them the choice to get horny or not and you tell them that if they do get horny that god is displeased they are sinning and their like soul is on the line and they better figure out how to fix it quickly when they literally can't you know what i just thought about that's insanity you remember on our episode uh, about the armor of god where you were talking about how you felt like the church was like creating these little warriors yes Little sexually repressed warriors. They were creating the unsullied. Oh, look at him with the Game of Thrones reference once more. Yeah, that's right. Sexually repressed warriors. That's right. Who have no fear. Who have no fear. Jesus is on my side. And who will die for the cause. Who will die for the cause. Even, Absolutely. Even though, die for the cause. even though they're being castrated. And sexually repressed. Yeah. This is the system. This it, is the system. It's not a good system. I do truly believe that by and large it was created by those that created it with the best intentions sure in, absolutely in mind but it's certainly created far more harm looking back on it right hindsight's always 2020 we could sit here and hindsight the world and point out all the things we've done wrong sure but learning and progressing is acknowledging where we effed it yeah and moving forward and trying to fix it this is definitely an area where we have effed it yeah. And, and, and purity culture and all of sexuality, the, the modern Western Christian has effed it. Yeah. It's not, it's not a good system. It's broken. It's harming our children. It's harming the people as we move forward and try to be good citizens of society. Um, it's time for us to rethink human sexuality as modern or you know, postmodern Western Christians. Well, for that reason, very well done. Uh, I'm that's a compelling argument. Um, we should also rethink it because this has never worked. Never. <laughs> Not, once. Not once. It has failed generation after generation of young person. Like, and you know, we could, we could point back to all the times when, you know, growing up, how many times did you see her in, in these same conversations, evangelical Catholics? Oh, yeah. Because of their priest abuse? Oh, yeah. And then 20 years later, oh, here yeah. we are, and it's actually our pastors that are ones that are doing it just as much. Apparently, there's a list of them somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, just in Texas, apparently that list is over 750 long. I'm just saying, like, like this is the thing. It's like, okay, your concept has never been successful. Not like, sure, Sure, maybe like 12 kids in a youth group somewhere, you know, <laughs> stayed pure until they got to a and m or, 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 or whatever you know what I mean? like but like <laughs> let's be honest let's be honest so much marketing capital was put into true love weights and oh yeah every single year the same kids would come back and it's, like, it's like i didn't do it well Duh. i gotta do it again 
<laughs> Not to mention that when we went to church camp uh, during the summers, that uh, you know, if you went behind the wrong building, they were doing it there. Hey, Lake Tomahawk, <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that bus. That abandoned bus. I can tell you, every year somebody was effing in that hey, bus. Every church camp has a plight, a place. Every single one of them. Let's be honest about this. Look, my last thing that I want to say about purity culture, and it, it really is my true rant. It creates harm in our young girls because when they can't stay pure, and what you ridiculous people call purity is don't do anything except kiss. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, the, the, the term itself and the way that it's been weaponized is just a whole other situation. When you do this and you marry them to Jesus and they are not, and they are not pure, mm. you force them to divorce Jesus. Mm. As if Jesus somehow no longer loves them. Ooh, man, As if Jesus is the one who's incapable of forgiving that. As if the book of Hosea doesn't exist. Whoa. You... Make them divorce Jesus. You make them take that ring off and walk with the shame of what they've done like a scarlet letter. There's going to be a lot of bleeps in this episode. Foghorns. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, bro. That's it. It's harmful. It's harmful. On this podcast, we advocate for women and for change and for the betterment of society. So, gang gang. (laughs) That's it. Thanks for listening to the Pints and Perspectives podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.